Welcome back to another sci-fi episode where psychology and finance collide. And today I'm going to be talking a little bit about a review of a class that was provided on home buying, what to try before you buy. But before I get into that, I want Team Redstone to be aware of this wonderful event that will take place on Wednesday, September 20th, 2023. And you have the opportunity to register for this event. It's called the Benefit of Intention, Learning and Leaning into Wellness. And there'll be lots of different classes for you to choose from. There will be different breakout sessions. So let me just give you, let me tantalize the senses a little bit and just shamelessly plug this event. So this is hosted by Army Community Service, and we are partnering with several different folks around Team Redstone. And so our plenary speaker is Ms. Valerie Francis. She's the Health Promotion Program Manager at Headquarters Army Material Command. She'll be opening up with the class, Your Thoughts Are Like a Powerful Locomotive, Don't Let Them Derail Your Success. And then there's a lunch session with a free lunch, which will be provided by the EAP, Carolyn White, and that's your Employment Assistance Program Coordinator. This title is Connect to Protect. Support is in within reach because we do know September is Suicide Awareness Month. But here are the breakout sessions that you'll get to choose from. I'll be speaking, and my course title is The Life-Altering Checkup assessing your financial well-being and in this class you'll actually get to take the assessment and then we're going to talk about how to create your own individualized treatment plan or action plan to increase or improve your financial well-being and then we also have a course entitled the pursuit of happiness practical steps to enjoy your life another one taught by carolyn white and another gratitude attitude embracing joy and well-being through thankfulness. This will be presented by Miss Wanda or Denise Gilbert. She's also within the Army Substance Abuse Program. We also have flexible meal planning for busy people with the well sought after Heather Huff, who is a dietitian at Fox Army Health Center. Then there's Let's Talk Stress, Don't Lose It, Handle It. That's by our military family life counselor, Ivan Taylor. And then we have some other folks providing some fun off-the-cuff courses. Let's get physical. Incorporating exercise into your wellness routine minus the stress. And then another one, expanding your reach, implementing stretch and massage therapy into your wellness routine. So listen, this is a great event that you don't want to miss. There'll be multiple giveaways. It'll take place at Redstone Arsenal's Community Activity Center, where there'll be plenty of room to stretch out and enjoy these different breakout sessions. You'll see registration details in the post. All right, let's get right to it then. So today we're going to be reviewing the class that I taught earlier this August, and I co-facilitated this class with Ben Babcock, who is a representative from Redstone Federal Credit Union. So after every class, I like to provide real-time feedback of what I've received in the surveys on what barriers they perceived in this class or this particular topic. 
So let me talk about that first. This is this is a class for home buyers. It's not a class for first-time home buyers. It's a class for anyone who's interested in purchasing a home. And let me tell you, we had several folks attending who were not first-time home buyers and the reasons that they gave for wanting to attend the class is because even though they had a purchased a home previously there were a lot of things that they missed the first time round or the second time round or there's a new opportunity to purchase a different type of home maybe an income property a vacation home so these are savvy consumers attending these classes because they want to improve their knowledge about the home buying process so that they can get the best bang for their buck. That makes sense. So a lot of folks who attended, I, I did get four barriers that were mentioned. Let me go over those and, and just kind of rehash them with you. The first barrier when it comes to planning a home purchase that one of the attendees stated is being uninformed as a first-time buyer. So this is listed as a barrier because it's a frustration for this person or perceived as one of the reasons I didn't do my best is because I just simply wasn't, uh, I just wasn't informed enough. And whoever wrote that, that is so true. The reason I provided this class and the what to try before you buy car buying class is because car buying and home buying are major purchases. And of course, home buying is the biggest purchase we usually or typically make within our lifetime. So you can't just research this for a couple days. It's going to require a lot of research, a lot of your time to prepare for the home buying process before you even go and ask for a pre-qualification loan. So I would suggest, as I'm giving information on the review of this class, I want to just reiterate over and over and over again that there are so many things tied to or steps tied to homeownership, saving for the down payment and other costs, addressing your credit report and your scores, getting pre-approved, choosing an agent, searching for a property, choosing a property, submitting an offer, accepting an offer your pre-closing period and all the things that are involved with that, signing paperwork at the closing and receiving your keys, one of the most frustrating and confusing things that I'd ever gone through, uh, the transfer of ownership, uh, making sure that's recorded, making sure your taxes are recorded accurately so there are no surprises in the future, and then moving into the new home. Am I saying all this to get you scared? Yes, because the title of this class is What to Try before you buy. And with all these steps that are included in the home buying process, I want this to give you enough anxiety to do something about it. And anxiety here can be our friend because the more we do, the more we prepare, the more we focus, the more we take action, the less anxiety that we'll have, but even better, the more knowledge and information that we'll take with us to get the best bang for our buck and not feel regret later. The second barrier listed is financing. That is, and, and it's financing, period. Not a sentence, just financing. Financing can be difficult, but don't let that deter you from thinking that you'll 
never be able to purchase a home. I'm going to talk about what the different financing options are in just a little bit. And I'll be encouraging you, if you are having issues finding the financing, the world is not over. The world will continue to revolve and life will go on until it is your season. And so don't give up. So the other barrier listed, buying at the right time regarding market and interest rates. So this person is talking about market timing and, you know, what, of course, you know, our interest rates have definitely skyrocketed. So for a lot of folks, this is definitely not the right time to buy, but for other people, it may be the right time to buy. It's really based on individual circumstance. So one size is not all fit here. So when someone says buying at the right time, that's going to be a very individual process. And this is why it's important to hire a realtor, to hire a broker, to hire professionals that really understand the home markets and the real estate markets so that you can be best informed before you go in. Another barrier that is listed being patient enough to save for a 20% down payment. Yes, you, you don't have to get married and then boom, buy a house right away. Or you don't have to graduate college and boom, buy a house right away. There are actual financial experts who talk about renting being the best option during a season. And again, this is individual. Someone just graduating college or someone just getting married may be able to purchase a home right away comfortably, but not everyone is going to be able to do that. It just may not be your particular season. But yes, being patient in the saving is going to give you more time to become more consumer savvy before the home buying process. So we can look that in several different ways and, and I always like to give a positive bent to anything. So here's the thing that, that Ben kicked off with this class, saving for home ownership. I love how he reminded everybody, and this was a reminder for me because I had forgotten this point. Did you know that any cash, and we're talking cash, any cash that you're wanting to use as a down payment has to be in a bank account for at least 60 days before you actually put that money anywhere. That money has to be vetted. It has to be cleared. A lot of people don't realize that. But again, just as I went through that list of the steps of home ownership, one of the better things you can do is purchase a book on home buying or take the free Freddie Mac course. It's a three-hour course, which is going to give you everything you need to know before you even consider purchasing a home. So those are the types of things that will take you a long way so you know ahead of time so that there are no surprises. And in here, as Ben was talking about saving for home ownership, which does include your down payment, closing costs, post-purchase reserve funds, like for furniture to fill the house or other things, and then also repairs or renovations that have to be made before you actually move in. Uh, those are some savings ideas for homeownership as well. And then I couldn't help myself. I plugged in here. This is the importance of debt reduction before you even consider purchasing a home. Did you know that lenders and how they determine your mortgage affordability can be done in different ways. 
One of them is the front-end ratio, another is a back-end ratio. And let me talk a little bit about the back-end ratio. A lot of people don't know this. This is your maximum debt payment that you would be able to make, and this is what lenders are considering. They're answering the question, how much of your gross monthly income can be used for your house payment and all other debt payments? So they take your monthly gross income, multiply that by your qualifying back-end ratio, so, which is 0.43 in this example. So if you bring home $5,000 gross every month, they'll multiply that by 0.43, which equals 2150 So they're basically saying, hey, your, your debt-to-income ratio at this percentage and everything that, that you're paying in debt, this is, this is how much you can, no, I'm sorry, that's not included in the 0.43%. The 2150 is what lets uh, folks know that, hey, this is how much of your gross monthly income can be used for your house payment and all other debt payments. So when they tell you, hey, $2,150, it should be going from your gross to paying your mortgage and your debts, guess what that means? You can't afford $2,150 for a mortgage if you have $700 or $1,000 in other monthly debt payments. So then your ability to pay a certain monthly amount for a mortgage drastically shifts. And this is where I make the point where just because a lender has given you a pre-approval and said that you can afford a $500,000 home doesn't mean you can afford a $500,000 home. They don't have access to your spend plan. They don't have access to your budget. They don't know that you're uh, helping your college student with tuition or you're paying for their living expenses. They don't know all of those things, but you do. So what we said in this class is you are the only one who can truly determine how much you can afford. Not a bank. And this is where you get to consult with someone like me. If you're a Team Redstone member, I am happy to see you, to talk with you, to go over a spend plan, work through that cash flow analysis, look at your net worth, and then create that spend plan and then see what you can comfortably afford and do a housing cost affordability calculation. So lots of things that I can help you with before. And then we're addressing credit reports in this class, but I'm not going to spend time on that because that's the actual next class coming up on the 7th of September, and I'll have information in the post on how to attend that class. I'm going to be going over uh, credit reports, how to pull those, how to read them, what is considered in a credit score, and how to improve your own credit score, and what is the difference between debt settlement and debt consolidation. So again, the reason we need to reduce our debt before we even consider purchasing a home. It's not just to improve that credit score, but it's also to improve the amount of house that you're wanting to purchase. Okay, so we talked about how to best prepare, purchase a book, and now let me get into types of mortgages or financing that 
that fretful thing or barrier that one of the participants mentioned. So three types of mortgages. You have your fixed rate mortgage where the interest rate and payment doesn't change. Then you have the adjustable rate mortgage where there's an interest rate and payment change. You have a lower interest rate initially, but it increases over time. And then therefore you can't afford the payment increase later, potentially, but that's usually what is true. And then you have another type of mortgage or financing option, interest only. So you make a low payment initially since you're only paying interest. And so it's a higher payment once you start and then you don't, excuse me, it's a higher payment later because now later you're going to be paying on principal and not just interest. So here's the way to think of this. If you don't qualify for the best type of financing, which is a fixed rate mortgage, that's the, that's the best of the three. If you can't qualify for that, then maybe this is not your season. Maybe it needs another year to improve your credit score. Maybe you need another year to have more savings. Maybe you need that next year when your spouse is working. Lots of different avenues to take here. And I'm not saying that you have to have a dual income to afford a home. It's just, again, based on that individual experience. So understanding when the season is for you to purchase. Listen, my husband is the most financially savvy person I know. And it took us a while before we purchased a home. So you need to understand that not everyone who is purchasing a home are the folks that had it all together and that type of thing. That's not always true. We want to not just purchase a home to say that we purchased a home, but we want to do it at the right time so that it's comfortable for us and doesn't cause issues later on so you can enjoy the home and you can keep the home. Let me tell you something interesting. Did you know that with financial well-being scores, the higher the financial well-being the lower the housing cost burden. So subjects who actually took the financial well-being assessment were actually scoring higher in their well-being because they had a lower housing cost burden. And there's a housing affordability calculation, like I said, that I could do with you. Housing affordability is 30% of le- or less of your income. 31 to 49% is housing cost burdened. 50% or plus is severely housing cost burdened. And do you know how many people I see in session who are severely housing cost burdened and they are high income earners? It is through the roof. So just because you have the income doesn't mean that you can carry that level of a mortgage payment. So we need to do this housing affordability calculation for you before you even purchase. The other thing you need to understand are your own psychological biases before you purchase a home. So you need to discuss the uglies of the home too with your significant other, with your realtor, your banker, all of the folks, the professionals that are going to be engaged in this. Let me talk about one specifically that I think really harms people in the major purchase arena whether it's a car or a home, but especially a home. And that is limited attention. This answers the question, why don't people remember important details? (laughs) And 
I've gone through the home buying process a couple times. And when I'm looking at several different homes, it's incredible the details that I miss and the limited attention span that I have. And so one of the good uh, pieces of advice we got from a realtor one day was to record as we were walking through a home so that we could remember, so it could jog our memory. And it was factual information that we were recalling rather than our faulty memory. So people often miss important details because they can only process a limited amount of information at a time. We are bad at multitasking and it leads to information overload. So this is why we need to buy a book on home buying. We need to highlight that book. We need to have conversations about what we read about that book. So not only can we encode the information that we just read, but we can consolidate in our memories the information that we just read so that we can recall that information later when it matters most. Make notes in the margin of that book. So don't buy a digital book, y'all. Buy a physical book that fits your needs, whether it's a home, a vacation for a vacation home, a rental income property, or your first home, your second home, however you're going to be using this home, make sure you're finding the best book for you. So this also, this limited attention keeps you from understanding all the red flags you are overlooking. I am the worst subject when it comes to that. <laughs> my husband my husband does not like taking me car shopping and we don't necessarily enjoy the home shopping process together either because I have such limited attention. And so if something is beautiful or flashy, I will overlook red flags unbeknownst to me. So it's at a subconscious level, I'm overlooking those red flags because I really want it. But we need to have someone who is serving as our executive functioning when we can't. We are all capable of falling prey to that psychological bias of limited attention. I'm keeping this and I'm going to shut this podcast off at 23 minutes because I know you also have limited attention. And so we hope to see you register for the wellness event if you're at Redstone Arsenal. And I hope to see you in the next class on September 7th.